advise you to get off the streets as quickly as possible. It'll soon be a war up there. And we are, as a people, opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths. I know for a fact. And to secret proceedings. Weapons of mass destruction. I have a dream. I take the threat very seriously. A new world order. Your government thanks you for your participation. You are now listening to the world-famous Sofa King Podcast. Please, read from sheets. I am. I am. Sofa King. Sofa King. Now repeat all very fast, please. I am Sofa King. Faster. I am Sofa King. No, not so fast. Lose its meaning. I am Sofa King. You say funny things. So many drinks. And the clink drink, mm. taster drink, the bubbly, and the coffee still. I should probably quit my that coffee. My coffee got cold. Mine came cold that way, so. Yeah, I dumped mine on the break. That's my problem with <clears throat> like getting, like it doesn't keep it, even a regular coffee, I can't make it through the cup and it still be hot enough by the end. I feel like I need yeah. to throw that fucker in the microwave or something, you know? Mm-hmm, yeah. Like when I drink coffee down here, I put this over it to kind of try to help. Just need a better coffee cup. Yeah, but like those never do it. Like no, you know, no, that no, you're no, gonna no. not get it's all the terrible. coffee because oh, yeah. it's gonna turn. Yeah, it's dead within the hour. Yeah, you know, thirty minutes. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I do yeah. need a, a good little fucking I, yeti thing or something. Found a little. I mean, it's probably not a trick. There's probably millions of people that know about it. But at Starbucks, their coffee is just not fucking hot, like mm-hmm. at all. But you can get extra hot on the order. Oh, really? Yeah. What do they, they make do? it they, hotter? They microwave it or some bullshit? Steam. I don't know. Just, I think they're running through the steam. Yeah, they're running through the steam. Yeah, it's it's hotter. So Yeah, they because they, they don't microwave it, they'll they'll uh steam it. Like Pro- probably the whole McDonald's lawsuit, they probably avoid it. Yeah, I mean they, I mean obviously, yeah. Every sign a waiver. Coffee, yeah, they they make it where you definitely can't burn yourself. Like it's right. like lukewarm sometimes. And right. I was like, fuck this shit. It is garbage. And uh yeah. So you get it, man. Their fucking black coffee though is just terrible. Yeah, because I used to, <clears throat> I used to drink a lot of americanos from there, and <clears throat> it was always like a chunk of time between when I left Starbucks and by the time I finally parked, found a parking spot, got to my yeah, office, shit. sat down Luke to drink warm. it. So I would always order it extra hot, <clears throat> and and I would even tell them like, I want it way too hot for me to be able to drink. Yeah. Like, yeah, make, make it as hot. hot, make it as hot as that yeah. steamer can make it because it's going to be a long, and they would hand me the cup. 210 and like, oh, fuck, degrees. Hot, hot, yeah. Hot, hot, hot. yeah. Set that cup down. Jesus Christ. It's just yeah. cardboard. It's too fucking hot. Yeah. But it was great. And by the time I got to my office, it was like the perfect drinking yeah. temperature, but you had to, yeah, you had to work on it. So speaking of perfect drinking temperature, we have a new whiskey, which also was brought to us by Michael D. Motherfucking Francisco. And this is the Dead Rabbit Irish Whiskey, um, dreamed, it's, it's distilled, nice. and matured in Ireland um, in virgin American oak finished. Mm. You have to throw the barrels away every time. I guess so, yeah. That's a waste of wood. That's what she said. Or you stuff a dead virgin in there. <clears throat> That's what I'd do. Smells nice. Mm. Oh, it's really good. Oh, well, that's good. I made up for the last one, Mike. It's I like mean, cinnamony right in the front. Man, that's Look really those good. Legs, motherfucker, straight up and down. That doesn't taste like Irish whiskey, though. 
It's like delicious. Yeah, it does. It doesn't have that sweet smoothness that I'm not talking shit. It's Mm. delicious. I just wouldn't have thought it was Irish whiskey. It tastes like Irish whiskey to me. I can't tell the difference. And I'm not take another drink, Brad. Refined of a palate, but I am going to take another drink, Brad. It's got it's got good legs on it. It's got good legs. Yeah. Judge Judge Taylor. Cinnamon hot, like right up front. See, I got a. This is good. Hmm. It's really smooth too. It's fucking. It's nice. Yeah, that does make up for the. I can't even say it makes up for the other stuff. The other stuff was fucking. Yeah, the other stuff is what it was supposed yeah, to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's can't not that it's bad. It. It's probably great for what it is. It's just something we weren't used to. Yeah, this is a this is a Femke Jansen right here. <laughs> you looked it up. Who the fuck? Is I, I'll I'll give you I never. Yeah, I never Femke remember Jansen. her name. Yeah, I'll give that a Femke, Femke Jansen. Jansen. It's got that. Uh, Who is that? It's got yeah. that spicy uh, ginger mm-hmm. taste going mm-hmm. on. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. It's got legs. Yep. What if it always has to be a character from Gilligan's Island? As close as you can get, only using characters on Gilligan's Island. I think that I don't. I only know Jill, Gilligan. 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 No, that's all yeah. I know. I mean, I'm willing to go along with it. In this case, it would be uh, the movie Ginger. star, Ginger. Yeah, <laughs> I think they should. Like, people should just get the profiles ready for us. You know what I mean? So we can look at it. And be like, oh, you know, so it's Ginger. Like you could have the Ginger thing, obviously. Right. Marianne, sweet. You know, is that what professor it's it's an it's intelligent it's refined it's intelligent the problem with doing it with Gilligan's Island is I would immediately think okay well we're gonna have to like expand it to include other characters the people that show up on the people who show up on the <laughs> islands like for that matter it could be the fucking Harlem Globetrotters <laughs> no you know? shit yeah. I feel like I feel like just if they would have walked just a little further there was a road somewhere where tourists were showing up you know what I mean like, just didn't go quite far enough past the palm trees. Yeah. Like, there's a road yeah. somewhere. It wasn't an island. That would end the show, though. Right. I mean. But how are the characters getting there? You know. Not explained. They explained that. They know. did not. Yeah. They're shipwrecked, too, but then they got rescued, and they left the other people there. Harlem Globetrotters used to be up to all kinds of shit. Have you ever went to one of those shows? It's pretty Harlem Globetrotters are on Scooby-Doo and shit. They got, yeah. they got fucking caught in a mystery with Scooby-Doo. Yeah. No, their show is pretty amazing. Yeah. Like it's pretty phenomenal what they pull off. I don't off. remember why or how I went to that. It was like a it was the strangest thing actually. I cannot remember. It was a dog agility show followed by the Harlem Globetrotters. Hmm. It was a strange event, yeah. but it was fucking cool as fuck. All it was of a that. dog was like, agility show followed by a slave agility show. Because <laughs> <laughs> I went when I was a kid, and it blew my mind. And then Especially I for this episode took sir. one of my nieces or nephews or something when I was older and it blew my mind all over again. They're badass. They're fucking, they're totally fucking badass. badass. Yeah. Yeah. They're bad. They're like the Shaolin of baseball, uh, basketball. basketball. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah. You're showing your sports knowledge there. Yeah. That's the Shaolin the, of baseball. I'm showing my whiskey knowledge right there. <laughs> yeah, I, can, I'm I can see it in your eyes, yeah. man. A little, a little glossy over here on that, <laughs> second, really? that second taste. Yeah. 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 Taste it again. I'm, I'm aware they play basketball. Yeah. My mouth doesn't want to work with my brain. I'm right aware, now. but my mouth wasn't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's fucking yep. totally gone. There's still some in this glass, too. You guys try. have an amazing El Yucateco story I mean, from the week? Just the word. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it invokes amazement. <laughs> Is that a word? Amazement? Oh, yeah. Man. That's a word. Amusement's a word. Amusement. Yeah. Amazement? Is that not a word? Amazement. I feel like that's a word. It's probably a less commonly used word if it's a word, but it's a word nonetheless. See, <laughs> got my verbals in there, Dave. <laughs> ah, why is it always? I mean, why does it catch up with me? Because because you drank it. Because I because you're not it. eating. Yeah, I had broccoli salad. I should have remedied it. I had broccoli, broccoli salad. salad. 
There wasn't a lot to broccoli be soup. I thought that it was. No, I had broccoli ago. salad today. Broccoli soup was that? dinner yesterday. What's broccoli salad? Um, so I used. Uh, it sounds gross. It sounds terrible. I'm not gonna lie. That's coming from a vegan. No, he told me no, about no, it no, earlier. Okay. I was like, ooh, that's. It's like a cold salad, like you would have, like with barbecue or something. Like, so it's got lettuce and stuff in it. No, just broccoli. Oh, that sounds terrible. <laughs> Mayo, um, bacon, smoked gouda, shredded cheddar, shredded parm, bacon, and garlic. Yeah, it sounds terrible, Brad. <laughs> it was good. Why are you telling yourself? Because <laughs> I was being Mark Wahlberg on yeah. the fucking. On uh, Daddy's Home or whatever. Yeah. No, it's good, but it was a bit rich. I was telling Dave, like, it was a bit much. Like, I was like, eh. A lot of cheese. Yeah, it's a lot of the cheese. Parmesan's rich. A lot of mayo. It was yeah, too man, rich. Yeah, I should have, like, the... I missed the mayo part. Fucking, ugh. Yeah. No, that's how that you make... terrible. No, potato salad. That's how you make macaroni yeah, salad. potato salad. Yes, that's macaroni mm-hmm. salad. It's good. I'm telling you, broccoli salad's good, but mine was... It was a bit rich today. Broccoli gives me heartburn and burps. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I like strange. broccoli. Like, I like broccoli. I eat the broccoli is one of My those... son calls them trees. Broccoli mm-hmm. is the negative right. caloric food. It's one of those like celery where it actually it takes is. more calories to yeah. break down broccoli and yeah, digest yeah. it than it actually contains. Yeah. So it's a good fat burning, you know, I'm on the fucking mission. But wow. I did add enough cheese and mayo. I probably made up for that effect. Yeah, sure. for sure. Yeah, Bacon, sure. cheese, yeah. mayo, and broccoli. Yeah. Negative food, Snickers and a Diet Coke. Yeah. And you hit Even it with out. triple X. I did put triple X all over that motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. it was good. It was good. <laughs> so <clears throat> as always, it is awful. patron time. We uh, like to shout out our patrons. We like to thank you for the support. It means a lot to us. It means more than just dollary dues. It, it like the support really does mean a lot. It's one of the things that that keeps us going. Because trust me, there are plenty of weekends where it's just like, ah, oh, fuck, I gotta research and then go sit in that basement and record for hours. With these two fucking idiots. But it's like, but literally, like you guys listening and the support that we get, like it really does. It's like I, but I have to do it. Like there are people. Who, who are waiting on it, you know, and the the patrons mean a lot to us. I'm a climax um, right now. I'm just going to get the rest of it done. Yeah. Except for, uh, yeah. oh, Jesus. You drank more? There was some left. I'm not going to wait. That's oh, just good. Okay. That's, yeah. I was finishing the glass. Jesus. Just don't let me pour any more. We'll be fine. Brad, you ready to talk about Billy Holiday? <laughs> just me and you. Get it going. So um, the first of our patrons is Ty Honhart. Ooh, Han Hart. Hart. Han That's a weird Hart. name. That is a weird name. I got a Han Hart on. Like Han, Han Hart, Hart is weird enough to make us ignore the fact that their first name is Ty. Yeah, his name should be Hans. Hans like a, Han it Hart. sounds like a Viking name. You know what I mean? Like Ty, Ty Han, Hart. Han Hart. Well, the Ty doesn't though. No, but Han Hart. Like giving the you know descriptive yeah, term Han Hart. Hart. Yeah. yeah. Is it spelled T H A Y I? T-Y. T-Y. Oh, that's no. It's definitely Ty. <clears throat> Ty Honhart. I thought it was Thigh. Mm. I think it's Thigh. The age is silent. Uh, maybe. <laughs> and not <laughs> present. <laughs> You've heard of a silent age. Have you heard of an invisible age? That's that's the scenario here. <laughs> My name is Thigh. The age is invisible. <laughs> from, now on, from now Nobody on, from now on, you when you introduce yourself, Thigh, that's fucking how it's done right there. <laughs> you fill out a fucking form at the dentist. You gotta make yourself stand out. Yeah. Right tie, pronounce thigh, the age is invisible. Yeah. They open the door to call your name. Yeah. Tie? Uh, it's mean thigh. thigh? Yeah. It's thigh. It's pronounced thigh. The age <laughs> is invisible. It's like a, age is invisible. What? What are they going to say to that? Yeah. They can't tell right. you no. That's how right. you say my fucking name. I identify as thigh. Yeah. yeah. I think people will pause and not get it and then suddenly be confused. Yeah. 
Like, I think a lot of people won't even pay attention. They'll just be like, definitely. oh, the H is invisible. Like, they'll just... Yeah. We just, just added all like, with it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, it, it's thigh, but my friends call me elbow. Just yeah. go with that. Yeah, just name another body part. I like the other one better. Mm. But you weren't there. You weren't at the dentist office. You don't know how <laughs> it went true. down. That's true. That's true. Tina was confused. Then we have Ben Batty. <laughs> it's like a DC villain. I've been bad ben for batty. years, fool. Ben Batty. Nah, I've been bad for a long time. <laughs> like, that I'm, motherfucker, I'm, Ben Batty. Yeah, he's crazy, that motherfucker. Since 96, he's been bad. Yeah, I like that now. Then we have. Um, hmm. <laughs> Fanny. <laughs> right. That's not right. the pack. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Motherfucker, time travel from 1940. <laughs> it's what are you giving it to me for? It's some shit the out of Middle over. Earth. Uh, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> Fanny Cimmerillion Thaden. <laughs> See, Go- there's like shit. There's shit that isn't even. It's guttural. Nah, no. Shout out to Brett. <laughs> Take the clipboard. I got my fucking glasses on, bro. Like, it's a, it's a, a thing. Last... It's a hell of a oh, thing. Oh, it's a cheese. <laughs> yeah, but it is a cheese. Oh wow, it's Gouda Monster. <laughs> it's like a Buddhist temple. Yeah, it is. Fanny, <laughs> I fucking can't do it, dude. It's Icelandic. Yeah, it's, it's Icelandic. Yeah, it is. It's G U O tilde. Um, That's not an O tilde. Uh, what did you put it's it there? A, it's a D tolde. A D tolde. G U O M U N D. It's not an O. It's a D. Where? That's a D. Why'd you put that pin mark on it? You fucking. I didn't put a pin mark on it. Yeah, there's a pin mark there, bro. No, that's how it's spelled. No, there's a pin mark. Look over the O or whatever that is. That's not font. No, I got my glasses on, bro. No, that's the font. Mm-mm. Yeah. No, that's non-standard. There's the extra artifact there. No, it's a it's a D with like a little thing through. Oh, that's the top. their letter. It's some letter that's I don't letter. know that I'm unfamiliar with. Yes. Oh, I didn't know it was from Asgard. Sorry. Exactly. It's from <laughs> so. We would pronounce You're a wizard, it Harry. Good monstoter. Yeah, but about, the but close. the O has a funky thing on it. There's too many T's. Yeah. It's a letter we don't have, so we butchered it. Yeah, because we don't speak Icelandic. Yeah, you fucking Jamunster. Um, but uh, <laughs> Goog Morgan. Yeah, do it. yeah, fucking Googly Morgan. <laughs> so um, I do see her post on in the group. Um, and I don't. I didn't her. know how to pronounce it in the group, and I don't know how to pronounce it on the clip. Freddie Goodmunster. Yeah. Freddy Good Monster. Yeah. She's yeah. in a hot spring in the middle of ice somewhere right yep. now. Fucking hot yeah, cheese bath. She lives the fuck there. out of here. <laughs> she does live in a hot cheese yeah. bath. <laughs> James Hall. Friends call her fondue. James Hall. Hmm. Fanny do, Fanny don't. <laughs> <laughs> why is it even funny? I don't know why it's funny. Fanny do, Fanny don't. Just from the fucking back row at James Hall. Because we got nothing on James Hall. So yeah, we're we still, got James Hall. We're still doing fucking fondue and Fanny do, Fanny don't. He's, James Hall's a hall cop. A hall cop? Is he a hall cop? Yeah. Hall cop. He wants to see your fucking hall pass. Hall pass. He doesn't go to the school or work no, there. No, no. He just kind of creeps into the school yeah. and then waits for kids to be walking around. He's 45 in class. He's, he's 45 and a sex offender. Yeah. And he has like a bright vest and a whistle. Yeah. And he jumps out and blows the whistle. May I say your hall pass? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he made me like fucking snarl laugh out my nose just now. So um, thank you, James Hall, for He keeping, gets paid to make your holla. Safe. And then people are like, how much does a holla cost? Five dollars. <laughs> That was a Holocaust joke that I just made up right now, bro. That was good. Liz Trotter. You Trotter. You bought her. Because he gets paid to holler. Liz Trotter. Yeah. Oh. 
Wait, oh. Hmm. Give us time. There wasn't enough transition between that joke. Uh, Liz Trotter. Trotter. Hmm. I'm trying to make a Holocaust joke. (laughs) (laughs) That's your nickname. Yeah. Yeah. Liz, I'm trying to make a Holocaust joke, Trotter. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, she, everything's a segue to a Holocaust yeah. joke. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, but it doesn't really ever yeah. work. She no. just tries. She's like, yeah. Oven, shower. Yeah, like, fuck, I can't gas. Do it. I fuck, I've got I, gas. I farted. <laughs> I'm Jewish and I farted. That doesn't work. So, really, every time someone says her name, she just farts and she thinks it's a Holocaust joke. Yes. Yeah. Gas, so, get it? Get Holocaust. It? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell's wrong with Liz? She's <laughs> like, God damn it. No one ever laughs at my jokes. I need a cheese bath. It's not a joke, Liz. All you do is fart when people say your name. <laughs> That went bad fast. <laughs> so thank you, patrons, um, for the support. And as always, if you're listening, uh, know that we are a member of the Podbelly Network. You can go to podbelly.com and find some other really cool podcasts. We'll shout a couple out at the end of the episode. You can find out tips and tricks on how to podcast, etc. That is podbelly.com. I feel really bad about that segment. <laughs> I thought this is pretty good. I don't know. I feel really bad about it. I think there's a clip there somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. Really? I think you should sober up. You're gonna feel really bad. About <laughs> I it. quit. I quit. I'm fine. I know. Man. I'm good. You quit a minute ago. I'm good. It's gonna. It's gonna level off. No, it will. Or will it? <laughs> <laughs> How much time we got? <coughs> okay, we're at 17 minutes. Yeah, we got time. For don't do it. I'm trying no. to keep it level. Don't Guys, do well, it. Don't keep it do on. it. Yeah. I feel way funnier right uh, now. Okay. I feel way. Funnier. But we're about That's to start, start covering information. Yeah, I know. I got which it. is going to be nothing but dick joke no, interruptions for the next hour. I'm not obnoxious. Oh, uh huh. <laughs> <sighs> Jesus Christ! So much for Billy Holiday. <laughs> so Billy Holiday. That's what she said. Is our, <laughs> I like that impression. That's me. That's what she said. So uh, I'm not sure where the Billy Holiday topic came from. Never heard of him. Um, we Her. were trying to help a guy recover Bitcoin, and he suggested it. This fucking guy came as one of Alan's friends used to fucking mess with Bitcoin and Silk Road in 2010 when Bitcoin was worth 0.008 cents mm-hmm. per Bitcoin. That's mm-hmm. now worth fifty thousand dollars right now, and he may or may not have had several Bitcoin. Who knows? At 0.008 cents, he could have had. 40 fucking Bitcoin in this wallet. So Alan had to use like fucking Python code and script to fucking take the DAT file from his fucking Bitcoin wallet to find these transaction addresses. And then we cross-reference the transaction addresses to some fucking online thing that can read what the transaction was. Thus far, they said zero, but there were fucking pages of transactions. We thought at any given time, it could have been, holy shit, you have a dollar right. forty-seven, or holy fucking shit, you have one point two million dollars, right? Because you had this little laptop from two thousand ten <clears throat> that did in fact have a fucking Bitcoin wallet on it that he couldn't get into because of some fucking index dot dat error. But we were able to look at the fucking file, so it's still a work in progress. I was like, man, I just want to be it's present still in the room. Still a work in progress. <laughs> when, that's what she said. I just wanted to be in the room when we fucking discovered he's got $100 million because you know whoever's in the room is going to fucking hand, he's going to hand you some money. That's what like, she said. Yeah, that's yeah. what she said. Yeah. But nothing happened. But he did give us a topic, though. Suggest Billy Holiday. Yeah. And I think it's been on lists before. Yeah. Um, and I have to, like, I'll admit two things going into this. A. Never heard of him. I fucking love Billy Holiday. Yeah. I listen to Billy Holiday fairly regularly. Wait a minute. You talking about Buddy Holiday? Billy Holiday. I, I'm confused. Dude, I was watching the documentary last night. And my son came out and he was like, I know this song. I know this song. He's fucking just, I was like, you don't know this fucking, you do not know Billy Holiday. He's like, 
pause it. He comes back out and says, pause it. And he fucking starts playing his phone. And he has a fucking Billie Holiday song and proceeds to, on fucking key, sing this shit melodically to the point that I was like, <laughs> you fucking nailed that. Like, he fucking sang the line from the song. And I was like, how in the fuck do you, your 12-year-ass, know Billie Holiday? He's like, it's in Fallout. Like, it's a Fallout song. Oh, apparently. that makes sense. Yeah, there's a song from Billie Holiday in Fallout that plays through some radio when you're fucking walking by yeah. or something, so yeah. he knew it. That he's all about fucking old school music like that. Yeah. He likes, like, 40s and 50s music. It's good shit. And he's a trip. So no, I, better I, taste than you. I yeah. listen to Billie Holiday. It's a good, fi- like, I'll write to Billie Holiday or, I'll like, if I grade, like, pre-COVID, if I would go to a coffee shop, there's, like, I usually grade to jazz and Billie Holiday is one of the people that I'll that I'll put in rotation. And I will say, if you haven't heard her song, like her version, I mean, it was her song to begin with. But if you haven't heard the song "Strange Fruit," wait a minute, it's a it's a chick. Yes, <laughs> Brad did all this. Study. We're gonna talk a lot about a particular song, "Strange Fruit," later on. So you might want to pause, get it out of the way, listen to "Strange Fruit." Um, it's a pre- <clears throat> like the first time I heard it, that shit, I was like, fuck. That's like a that's one of the most hardcore songs I've ever heard of. I'm gonna tell you right now. I watched the I watched the Amazon documentary at home last night, and it was I was kind of dry and boring a little bit. I, I it was like I was like, man, I'm not into this music. I don't, I'm not a jazz fan really, um, and it was tough for me to get through it. But today, um, early this morning, I watched the Hulu sh- uh, movie Billy Holiday versus the United States, mm-hmm. and I fucking cried, dude. I was like, what the fuck? I was watching that shit. I was Crying. fine. There was a fucking scene that hit me like a fucking baseball bat of emotion. And right I in your throat? fucking cried, dude. Yeah. In my throat. Normally, <laughs> I'll be honest. Like, I have gone through some life shit that, like, I always say, like, a, a fucking good detergent commercial will make me cry right, if the right. grass stain is bad enough. You <clears throat> right, know what I mean? Right. But I usually don't cry. Like, I'll get to the edge where I'm like, there's people in the room, but I was alone. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was right, sitting in the fucking right. shop. And this fucking shit unexpectedly hit me. There's a fucking scene where uh, she, like, spoiler alert, but that's not gonna mess up the movie, but she comes walking through a field and hears some kids, like, fucking screaming and crying, like, in distress, and she turns the fucking corner, and there's a woman hanging in a tree with, like, the husband at the woman's feet and, like, a fucking cross burning and a house burning, and these little fucking kids are saying, take mama down out of the fucking tree, crying, and I fucking just lost that shit, right, dude. Right. I fucking like at least four tears came out of my fucking eyes, dude. I was like, oh shit, this thing got that's me, dude. That's a lot dude. of tears. Yeah, yeah it fucking got me, dude. I was like, I can't believe I just fucking cried. I haven't cried at a movie. I don't even know when. It's and that Goonies. fucking shit got me. Yeah, since Goonies. Goonies. Yeah. Since One Eye Willie's treasure. <laughs> since the Fratellis, Fratellis got fucking arrested. So yeah, the two, so the two things as I started. <clears throat> one, I love Billy Holiday. Two... I was like, is there really anything about Billie Holiday that's kind of worth talking about? Because I really didn't know. I knew she was a heroin addict. They had it that's out for it. her. But, like, they had it oh, out yeah. for fucking once, dude, once Martin Luther King. Like, they had it out for Malcolm like, X. God damn. Any, there's, there's some shit going on in this any story. Any black figure of any importance during that fucking era, those racist motherfuckers were and after this was them bef- this for was no goddamn reason. Yeah. MLK or any of that shit. They didn't want a any decades. prominent fucking... Yeah. They did not want prominence. They did not want a figure... Um, no. to respect they were fucking motherfuckers yeah. like and, and i don't know how like realistic that portrayal was in the movie that i watched on hulu but man if any of that fucking shit's real i wish I could. And well and that's that's one of those things i've always said like people nowadays claim you know oppression and this and that and i was like motherfuckers don't know oppression no not like nobody this. does not nobody like nobody this does was like nobody you does you have your internet you can go run you can go buy a fucking car right. you can get whatever the fuck job you want you get free education you get whatever the fuck you want 
And it's, I don't want anybody saying they know what oppression is. You're being oppressed. Like it's fucking on a small level, maybe. And that's on everybody's level, but on fucking not on this level. No, on, on, on fucking early 1900s on fucking, no. you know what I mean? 1800s. Like you don't fucking know what oppression. And that is. doesn't mean we shouldn't get rid of the oppression that still exists. Right. No, no, no. I mean, I'm not saying should, that. Yeah. I'm not right. saying that. But it's and there's not, a, there's oppression mm. between classes for right. sure. And it doesn't matter what color you are. And I mean, the thing you know? is like looking at the progression, if you look at what Billie Holiday went through, you were like, well, that ain't shit compared to what her grandma yeah, went through. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, you know, and that's what I'm saying like, though. But yeah. nowadays though, you know, like it's like fucking if those people, and I've been saying like if, if Martin Luther King was alive today, seeing what people are doing with history and everything, he would fucking be, he would be pissed. You know what I mean? I think the best depiction of that ever was on Boondocks. Oh, yeah. When Martin Luther King, yeah. there's an episode of Boondocks where Martin Luther King didn't die when he got shot. He went into a coma, I believe. <laughs> I'm just stopping. I'm if you're still drinking, I'm, I'm stopping. I tighten the cap. I'm fine. <laughs> You don't know the uphill right. ice skate he's that happens oh. when you get That's drunk. Ice skate. It's Dave, Dave it's and Octopus skates. He's got eight skates on. Jesus Fucking. Christ. <laughs> I just want to so, taste it. I just want to taste it. It's really um, good. It's the only day I really get to drink, bro. So her, uh, she was born Eleonora Fagan in Philadelphia. Is it Fagan? That's how you say her last name? I think so, yeah. Um, and... She her birth certificates all over. Some people say she was born in Baltimore and that her name was slightly different. Um, but she grew up in in Baltimore and sh she had like a I'm going to become a serial killer cult leader kind of a childhood um, based on on what was going on. Which her, is what it's so fucking it's so sad that the fucking government came after the way they did. She needs help. She yeah. needs to be arrested. You know what yeah. I mean? She was a fucking addict. She and like, she said so publicly. Yeah, she got raped know? as a fucking yeah. child. She yeah. got fucking sex trafficked and she fucking like there's a there's a depiction in that in one portion of that movie where her mom says like go live over there. There's no room for you here. She's like fucking 12 years old. She tells her to, how to be a prostitute and go make a man feel yep. good and to fucking yeah. rub him and make him happy and she's a little fucking girl just trying yeah. to look at a comic book she's going room to room from these fucking in this hotel and there's just fucking dirty ass fucking dudes like just fucking with prostitutes and like oh your mama's down the hall your mama's in the hall You're like fuck what does that do sexualizing a fucking girl at that age at 10 or 12 and i even remember it as a, a heroin addict yeah. like when i was a kid because the the movie lady sings the blues which her her autobiography was called lady sings the blues and then they made a movie of Lady Sings the Blues. I'm not sure what year. I was pretty young. It probably came out in the late 70s, early 80s. But it was starring Diana Ross and motherfucking Billy D. Williams. And um, I remember watching it as a kid. And she, like, lived in a whorehouse. And the reason I even knew what that was is because the Dolly Parton movie Best Little Whorehouse in Texas was out. Dude, someone wanted like Dolly Parton right like now, Like, this too, yeah. funny, like, depiction of a whorehouse, but, like, my kid brain could kind of get around the fact that, oh, these women are sleeping with these men for money, yeah, right. but it was, like, really funny. And then all of a sudden, watching it in Lady Sings the Blues, it was like, there's nothing funny about this. And I remember seeing that as a kid, and it had a big fucking impact on it. Like, I don't remember much else about the movie except her being in a whorehouse and motherfucking Billy D. Williams. Yeah. Like those are the two things I remember. The D's uh, for Debbie. Yeah, that's right. Always. <laughs> and that's Debbie. just because I knew that was Lando Calrissian. And I was like, wait, that's not Lando Calrissian. <laughs> He's a slick back pimp. Um, so 
her father is thought to be a guy named Clarence Holiday, who became a successful jazz musician. He played banjo and guitar. Like he was never like a headliner, but he like made a living playing for other jazz, you know, in bands and and so forth. Um, but uh, she, so her mom, which is just great parenting on top of great parenting. So she gets pregnant and her parents evict her from the house because she's pregnant. Yeah, man. Fuck. She just came from a long line of fucking just rough childhood. Yeah. Generations of it. She moves in with her half sister, which is when she moves to Baltimore. Most people think. And, um, the father really didn't have anything to do with it. Uh, she gets remarried, but is only married for like two years. Um, and her mom would often work on passenger railroads. So she would be gone for however long the fucking train, you know, for days at a time. So young Billy holiday couldn't even be around her mom. Then, um, before prostitution came up or anything, her mom was just gone all the time and she'd be sent to stay with this person or that person while her mom was on the train. Um, and, uh, she started skipping school and the court, this is fucking hardcore. The court summoned her for truancy, which seems kind of fucking hardcore. That happens. Fucking. I, I won't say who, but I, I know someone that that fucking happened to. It was frustrating today for though. the parent um, because like he fucking couldn't wrangle the kid in. Right. They're like fucking 16 and off doing whatever the fuck they're doing. And like the parent was trying to do it and they threatened like fucking to put the parent in jail. Yeah. Because the kid wasn't showing up to school. Fuck that. That's that's like a year ago. I know Jesus someone that happened to. Right. That's like, like extreme. That's like extreme case. Yeah. Like, but it's like you should grab that kid and put him in juvie. It's yeah. Like don't this fucking particular fuck parent yeah. is fucking trying. The yeah. kid's just a fucking mess that's and taking off. That's yeah. crazy, dude. So I think she was nine at the time, um, which says a lot about the damage that's already been inflicted on this little girl. If at nine years old she's fucking skipping school. Yeah, but when and, you don't have parents to right? make you do things, exactly. zero structure, exactly. no I mean, supervision. Yeah, who old, wants to go to school? Right. Your right. only example I mean, of a, of adults and a fucking like an idol of any sort is right. like a fucking prostitute. Not yet. The prostitution yeah. hasn't started yet. Okay. Your only example is a mom who's never there because she right. works and on you're trains. Thrown her, and your no dad who's what a you've fucking seen. jazz musician who fucking skipped out on you. Right. When you're getting thrown around from person to person, no telling what you've who, seen. Exactly. Exactly. You know what I mean? Or what's happened to you. And right. obviously what's happened to her, you know. Wasn't good. Yeah. yeah. So she gets put in um, like a, a home for wayward girls. She was the youngest girl there. And then she stays there for several months. And uh, according to one biographer um, with interviews that came out way later in life, she says that she was sexually assaulted when she was there, yeah. even though she was fucking nine. Um, and through all of this, you know, this is why she didn't become a serial killer or a cult leader, because she discovered music as her solace instead of like the Bible or torturing animals or something. And music was the only thing that, that kept her going that saw her through. She'd listen to the radio all the time. Um, I wish I could be a time traveling assassin, man. I would just fucking kill motherfuckers for doing fucking sexually assaulting little fucking girls right. so that were much, already vulnerable yeah. and already in need and already right. in some place. Right. Uh, like There's I so much fucking you, kill you never it. get through it. Yeah. You'd you'd never I would get do it all day though. Those motherfuckers could just dude. line up yeah. and I would fucking just kill them all. So her mom opens a restaurant called the East Side Grill, and sh- and uh, Billy, even though her name isn't Billy yet, drops out of school at 11 to work in the restaurant with her mom. Um, but then in 1926, 
uh, her mom comes home from work and discovers her neighbor, Wilbur Rich, trying to rape Billy. Um, she fights back. They get him off. He gets arrested. Um, they they put her back in that same house for wayward where she girls, was already raped, where she was already raped um, for almost getting raped. And uh, but they said that it was protective custody until the rape case was settled. Um, she was released when she was she was released. So that was in December and she gets let out in February when the court case is over. And at this point is her first run in with prostitution. No one in the family is a prostitute yet, but she starts working at a local brothel to scrub their stairs and clean up at 12 at 12. And part of it was for money, and part of it was because the madam of the brothel was one of the only people in the neighborhood who had a Victorola record player. And she said, you can go in and listen to Louis Armstrong and yeah. uh, Bessie Little, Smith. And she's, getting, and she's getting groomed by the, by the madam, you know what I mean, to become sure. a future fucking... Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. You Oof, know. Cleaning a brothel, too, man. Yeah, I know it was the marble steps in the kitchen, but the bathroom floors, I feel like, might have been pretty nasty. Oh, fuck yeah, Fucking everywhere. Yeah. Ooh, nasty. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. So, um, so that was when she would, but again, that tells you how fucking bad your life is. Like I'm going to work at the fucking whorehouse. My mom knows it, but she's at the restaurant all day. And, um, she's half, cool of, with it. half of my payment is I get to, it tells you how desperate she was to listen to music as well. I'm willing to go through all this shit just so I can sit in the afternoon and listen to fucking Louis Armstrong by myself. Different time, man. That would player. take you away to another fucking Fuck yeah, place would, back dude. then. Like, yeah. There was like, what was yeah, it? A book? Fucking nothing. Or you music? Didn't have shit. Yeah. yeah. That's what you could do. Music was fucking yep. probably a privilege. Yep. So in 1928, her mom moves to uh, Harlem and uh, leaves her with a woman named Martha Miller. Um, and then eventually Billie Holiday moves out to New York as well. And uh, their landlady turns out is a woman named Florence Williams who ran a brothel. Um, a couple of blocks over. She keeps fucking running into them. Yeah. Can't get away. The Harlem cocktrotters. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was the origin yeah. story. That's yeah. right. Yeah. There, it, there were balls involved. They were yeah, good. Yeah, they, they, were, they, were they were good with balls. Yeah, they're doing tricks. Yeah. 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 Tricks, yeah. balls. It's all there. Did they do the bucket trick to you? <laughs> What's the bucket trick? To they, you, he said. They have I didn't bucket. get involved in the show. They, yeah. I was right there. I, I had the bucket trick done to me because I remember when I, I was a child. I think tall as fuck. Like you stand out. Mad. You probably get chosen by you everyone. You were just fucking sitting there. No one knew how tall I was. Yeah, I we went to New York big, and they picked you too, remember? That's true. They yeah. did. But I was standing in New York. Yeah. But I did have a big fucking orange afro when I was in the front row. I true. think I was a pretty easy target. Mm. But, you know, they have a whole gig where they, they have, like, a bucket full of water, and they, like, <laughs> splash it on one dude, right. and then they at refill the it. No, in, at the Harlem Globetrotters. Uh, I thought we were talking about <laughs> Brad didn't make still. the segue. Well, no, but I'm wondering. I was just picturing him, like, Chucky trick. from Rugrats. You know, the fucking <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then, anyway, they end up with the bucket. They spill it a couple of times, and then they run up and get tripped and then spill the bucket of water on you. Mm. But it turns out that it's just a bucket of uh, confetti. Hmm. And then you freak out because you thought it was water and it was confetti. And I remember my, oh, mom, my, me. my mom and my brother thought it was like the funniest fucking shit on earth. And I was like, I'll fucking kill you, nigga. What the fuck? <laughs> like, what the fuck was that shit? Yeah, like, oh, laugh at me. Laugh at me, Everybody's crowd. laughing at yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Everybody. I was fucking mad. No wonder Dave and likes I, to stay dude, in his house. I didn't get mad. Like, I don't have a temper. Like, it's, so, it's such a business. So I have no idea, dude. I was so fucking mad. It's just the embarrassment. It's because the entire arena was laughing at him. I was so 
so mad, dude. That's why he's fucking, fucking an introvert. Some people don't handle yeah, maybe embarrassment that very well. Might have been the That's very the moment. moment. That was the moment. The fucking yeah. moment. The Globetrotters yeah. turned they, they you into a me fucking up, homebody. Yeah, yeah. So if thank I never you. go out, nobody can ever laugh at me again. <laughs> thank you, Globetrotters. The great confetti event. Yeah. Um, so her mom becomes a prostitute within a matter of days, um, getting to New York. Do we want to make some money? And Billy isn't 14 yet. And they start to sell her off for $5 a client. Fucking terrible. Yeah, dude. Um, the house is raided. The whorehouse is raided in May of 1929. Both of them get sent to prison. Um, they, they spend time in a workhouse, which had to be super pleasant. That just had I'm to be sure. a good time. Yeah. A workhouse for black prostitutes mm-hmm. like in nineteen. All the amenities, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So her mom was released in July, and then she was released in October. Um, at this point, she started to go around New York <clears throat> um, trying to learn how to sing and trying to sing. She renamed herself Billy after the star Billy Dove, who I looked up and there isn't a much more 1920s looking movie star than whoever the fuck Billy. Oh, Billy. Was, yeah. was it a female? Yeah. I, there's a, it was a female. Okay. Yeah. I looked her up and, and then that wasn't her real name either. Her name was like Lillian something or right. whatever. But, um, so one of the articles that I read said that they were super broke. Um, and this, I think this was in lady sings the blues when she was 16 years old. Um, she <coughs> symptoms, <coughs> symptoms, <coughs> I got the, I got the it's like be doing it's fucking like internet shows again. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no shit. So um, she said, one day we were so hungry we could barely breathe. And she said that she started to walk around because she she thought she could become a dancer, which apparently Billy Dove danced in the movie. She was a big dancer. And she was like, well, I could dance because she probably did the same moves. Right. You know, which she's a fucking 16 year old kid who's never danced before. So you can imagine she's sitting there, <laughs> like just doing the chicken arm. You can't imagine the dances yeah. were that difficult. No, like that's then, true. You know, All elbows. It's not yeah. fucking, you know, dance competition. Yeah, exactly. Break dancing and shit. So she, she in her the Smurf because there were no Smurfs yet. That's yeah. true. That was the problem. Yeah. 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 Can't even do the cabbage patch. No, exactly. <laughs> in, in her words, it was cold as hell. And I walked from 145th to 133rd street going in every joint to try to find work. I stopped in the log cabin club run by Jerry Preston and told him I was a dancer. He said to dance. I tried. He said I stunk. (laughs) I told him I could sing. He said sing. Over in the corner was an old guy playing the piano. He struck traveling, whatever that song is, and I sang. The customers stopped drinking. They turned around and watched. The pianist swung into body and soul. Geez, you should have seen those people. All of them started crying. Preston came over, shook his head, and said, kid, you win. I wonder if she knew she could sing like that, though. She didn't realize. She was probably singing to the record she player in the have. fucking brothel. She was trying to go around and dance. Right. And then all of a sudden, she, yeah, her she was backup, like, her back. Right. She thought she was a better singer, <laughs> a dancer, than yeah, singer. Exactly. Yeah, she's like, "Well, I will lead with the dancing, and then if that if that don't work, then I'll just try the singing." And then she belts out "Billy Holiday," and everybody's I like, think "God it's, damn!" It's, it's the uniqueness of what made her famous is the phrasing, and you know what I mean. The phrasing for her, the was way she so hit her special. notes was so unique. Mm-hmm. And there's a handful of of singers, like jazzy singers, that have come out in the last ten years or so that have like a Billy Holiday style mm-hmm. voice. Um, but she was original, though. I think oh, some there of was that nothing there's, like there's it, influence yeah. there where you're like stylistically yeah. kind of cloning it, even if it's like not if it's subliminal, you know, and a, and, and a lot of people, you know, point to her and say, like, I mean, like any music great, 
like she did she her her vocalizations her phrasing the way she chose to hit her notes was unlike anything that had been done before yeah. and the whole world was like holy shit like what is she doing like jesus christ and i watched those old fucking videos i'll be honest it's not i'm not a huge fan i i just don't know what it is about it but it just didn't strike me but watching the movie the actress's portrayal of her I was into that. And I mean, it's, right. it's a reenactment of the same style of music. I don't know if it was just tonality or if it is the timing or the style of me- or I, I don't know, but it, it fucking almost rubbed me the wrong way. I was as comfortable as I am. in like church where I'm like, Ugh, I feel like uncomfortable listening to this that, shit. That music though, from, from that early is weird. It is like, I mean, it's for not some a, reason, like in my brain, Billie Holiday and Patsy Cline fill a similar niche. Yeah, I like grew up on both, Patsy Cline. They were both so vocally unique, unlike anything yeah. that came before, yeah. and they both had a huge impact on generations of country or mm-hmm. of jazz and blues. And for the next however many years, no one even attempted to sound. I can hear throw Pat- in Eminem into that. I can yeah, hear exactly. I can hear Patsy Cline in you know my head I mean? like right, crystal right. fucking clear. I hear Patsy yeah. Cline in my head. Yeah. It's crazy. That's Crazy I'm more feeling so <laughs> exactly. and I'm more like that with the Muppets uh, with Billy Holiday. Willie Nelson that was a that good song. Muppet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Will, Willie Nelson uh, sold her that song in a coffee shop for dollar fifty. Yeah. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Maybe said that story on here. Yeah, probably did. Before. That fucking one bitch is pissed right yeah, now. Yeah, I fucking yeah. said about it. Yeah. I can't think of her name right now. Yeah. So um, never heard of her. We talked about her before one time though. Yeah. Who yeah. was it? Was her name? We well, better not mention her again because then we'd be repeating ourselves. Name? So Claudia Claudia Dedouche. <laughs> Dedouche, I'm pretty I sure. Just standard deduction. We yeah. could figure that out. Yeah, for sure. So late 1932, she's 17, and there's a a club called Coven's. Um, in New York, coincidence? I think not. Yeah, exactly. They knew way back then what was exactly. going down, bro. Yeah. Coven's nineteen. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, she's seventeen, and she replaces their head singer um at night, and uh, a producer named John Hammond. Oh, coincidentally, the uh, Hammond. The keyboard. Yeah, the organ. Yeah, organ. Yeah. Hammond Keebler. Hammond Keebler. <laughs> yeah. mm, Hammond Keebler. I love <laughs> your Hammond cookies. Keebler sandwich. <laughs> Um, I'll take a John scene. Hammond, I think, is the Hammond uh, organ. Hammond organ. Yeah. Might be. I thought about it, too. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if that was related because, yeah, yeah that is a thing, the Hammond yeah. organ. So he goes to watch the previous singer, Monette Moore, um, one night because he thought she was one of the best singers in New York and then got there to find out that she was replaced by Billie Holiday and then, like, on the spot was like, I want to sign you. Yeah, holy Like, shit. holy fucking shit. Um, so by he signs her and gets her like her first working gig outside of a fucking club in New York is to work for fucking Benny Goodman, who was about as big in music as it could have gotten in the 1930s. Um, So that's quite a leap for your first like professional gig. It's um, a real right time, right place back then too. It was like getting discovered. You had to yeah. be discovered. There's probably a million fucking people that like were amazing. Yeah, never they found. just never got so, discovered. So John Hammond is not the Hammond organ, but he was instrumental in the careers of Bob Dylan, Bruce Springsteen, uh, Billy Holiday, um, Pete Seeger, uh, Aretha Seger's Franklin, lesser known Stevie brother. Ray Vaughan. Yeah. Jesus yeah, Christ. So he's, yeah. So. He, could, he had an eye for talent. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, and he was old as fuck, apparently. Because yeah, if you make if it you, all the way to Stevie Ray, if like, you went from fucking Billy Holiday to Stevie Ray Vaughn, you were an old ass fucking oh, rich. Shit. I took and all your money. And he died in 1987. So wow. he was 76 when he died. So he wasn't that old back then. Right. 
Right. The Jimmy he's fucking Iovine still young. Yeah, yeah, he was Jimmy Iovine in the yeah. time, pretty much. Yeah. And I'm sure he robbed every one of those motherfuckers blind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't do Ray Charles. Leave him out of this. And then he was the father of famous <laughs> blues musician John P. Hammond, who apparently fucking is still alive. Is the shit, maybe? No. His dad yeah, is not alive. alive. Yeah. His dad is alive? No, no, no. no the, he's the, he's the father oh. of John P. Hammond, oh, okay. who's a famous blues musician. Oh, okay. I don't know that name. Uh, I wonder who he is. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so he does she does vocals for a couple of tracks on Benny Goodman. Um and uh she ends up starting to get professional jobs on albums and different stuff. She uh records what a little moonlight can do and miss brown to you and what a little moonlight can do is like one of my favorite of her songs and that was like one of her first fuck that was her first song i'm like jesus christ like she was just out the gate um strong and uh she ends up write these on, on a lot of this i didn't see that whether she was writing them or just performing I think it was I think she I think it was like a collaboration yeah. at any given point because at one point she was talking about writing uh, one of the songs and then one of the musicians that played on the song said that we they both did lyrics for it so right. it was probably like I you've got an idea for a hook and then we play the music out and write it together um she works with Duke Ellington that same year which again is no fucking I mean that's like one of the great jazz people of all time um she ends up uh meeting a guy named Lester Young, who was a saxophonist and worked for Count Basie's orchestra. And uh, he ended up crashing on Billie Holiday's couch with her, with like her and her mom, because he's a fucking broke ass jazz musician in New York city. Um, He gives her the nickname lady day, which is the nickname that she has for the rest of her life. It's even why the tour bus. Yeah. yeah. It's why the The lady day like lady sings the blues is because everyone called her lady. Hmm. Um, and uh, she ends up joining uh, Count Basie's band. And um, this is so she ends up touring with Count Basie in 1937. And then she moves over to a guy named Artie Shaw. I know all these people because I'm a big fucking big band fan. I don't know how many people know who are. Is Artie Shaw like a name that most people I don't know? know. I don't <laughs> so, know. Brian, Brian Setzer's brother. Right. No, I don't. That's the only name I know. Another uh, orchestra leader. So Artie Shaw, I had to give him fucking props for this because um, she like you didn't. If you ran a white orchestra, you didn't bring in a black lead singer. And yeah. he did bring in a black lead singer because he was like, there's nobody fucking better than this young girl. You know, it's such bullshit, though. That orchestra fucking walked through the front door and she has to go through the yep, kitchen. That kind sure. of shit is fucking crazy. How are you going to have the backup orchestra is allowed to walk in and yep. the lead singer that you obviously revere. Can't you know ride what I mean? the same elevator. And you fucking can't idolize in. and you're a fan of. Yeah. Who the fuck is going to disagree with her walking in the front door? Who the, the fuck? Everyone is there to see her. Though. Yeah. You're there to see her, but you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's like a, I like you, it's but like don't a, come in the front door. It's like a time shift, though. Like it, it's one of those things. Like at this time, like it's an etiquette, but yeah, it's fucking. She, she's, you know, like you were talking about earlier. It's not somebody they want to see get popular, but she's getting popular, right? And so there's like this time warp effect where it's like, no, 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 it's okay. Like we're liking this person. But oh no, you can't do that. We yeah, still, exactly. You know what I mean? Right. The, there's still policies baby and steps, procedures. Baby yeah. steps. Yeah. Still policies yeah. and procedures. So, you know, like, I think really one of the first black entertainers who was able to to 
sit with everybody else and go to like the front Sammy door Davis with Sammy Jr. Davis Jr. Yeah. And that was just, that was because of Sinatra. Yeah. Sinatra because Sinatra was like, he's yeah. walking in with me. Yeah. Fuck right. you. Yeah. Like, and you were like, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and I think too, like, I don't I don't know, I mean, I know we did Frank Sinatra and all that stuff, uh, you know, on the show, but I don't think people know how, and we talked about it, but I don't think they know how instrumental he was in just having a black person on his shows yeah. and having him sit I mean, it was him, him Dean and Martin, it, it, it Jerry Lewis, this, and fucking yeah, and, it, it created this this persona and yeah. image and like and so oh, it's, okay. Like, it's okay. We can have, we can have that standing ground for yeah. that. Yeah. We can have that token black guy. And you know I, what I mean? Like, I can't imagine. I mean, we should do Sammy <laughs> Davis at one point. I can't imagine the impact yeah. that he must have had on mommy, like mommy. black kids. Oh yeah, who were yeah, like yeah. he's on fucking stage with Frank Sinatra. Yeah, yeah. like we can oh, do blue anything. Eyes. Like yeah. fuck, you know. Yeah, oh yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. so he's a strange um, character though that motherfucker. Yeah, he fucking weird face. So funny too. <laughs> um, so this is like a trip. This is I've always talked about on the show wanting the fucking I can just go watch concerts time machine. Right. There's all kinds of shit in this episode that I want to fucking travel back in time to see. So one of them is, so she became close friends with Ella Fitzgerald and Ella Fitzgerald was the lead vocalist for Chick Webb and his band. Which Ella Fitzgerald has a weird voice. She does. She does. It's like a different style. So, so Billie Holiday leads up Artie Shaw's orchestra. Ella Fitzgerald leads up Chick Webb's orchestra and they're sort of in competition with each other to become the number one, you know, band or whatever. So in one, on January 16th, 1938, Benny Goodman put on um, a concert at Carnegie Hall, which is like famous, like one of his best recordings, et cetera. But because that was happening in New York City, they had a fucking battle of the bands at the Savoy Ballroom, which was a, bl- a black club. Um and basically Artie Shaw's band versus Chick Webb's band, Ella versus Billy. And it was literally a battle of the band. Like it was a competition and like magazines showed up like black magazines from New York were there to cover the event. They had the, the fucking people who watched it vote to determine who won the battle. It's like the first American idol. Great dude. The audience actually participated. Damn. I would love to have been in that fucking concert. Um, I you gotta stay have. in the kitchen though, bro. You're coming in. No, not the there. No? You guys couldn't have gone in. Oh, we couldn't yeah. come in. But I could have gone in. Yeah, we could have. It was like Steve Harvey came in in some white sheets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a Steve Harvey comedy. Now, show. You probably could have gone in. No one would have stopped you. But you might have got fucking shanked in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. You know. I don't know. I um, think if you were there, they'd be like, "Oh, they're maybe." They're I'm right pretty high yellow though. I don't know. I don't know how much extra real estate I'd have had. Um, but anyway, Webb and Fitzgerald won. Um, according to one magazine, and then another magazine said that Billie Holiday won, but then the the so they were a tie as far as the magazines went, but then the audience voted three to one for Ella Fitzgerald. Um, but I would have loved to see that fucking concert. Fuck and they man. were just doing it because it's like all the white people are watching Benny Goodman. We're gonna do something way fucking cooler right. down in Harlem or yeah. wherever the fucking Savoy was. Um, so um, the. She ends up uh, touring with Artie Shaw, and like I said, he uh, basically says, um, like, they go through the South, and that's where the most uh, resistance, obviously, was thrown sure, yeah. at her being the lead singer and her, like, what her place was, et cetera. Um, they would always say 
Um, like when she was going to book, when he would book an event, the venues would often try to say, but you're not going to have that Billie Holiday come on and sing. And he was like, well, then we're not booking the event. So he like fully went to yeah. bat for her, you know, um, in a lot of cases in Kentucky, according to her biography, a man screamed, uh, called her a nigger wench. Oof. but then requested a song. <laughs> wow. So I was like, hey, nigger went singing what a little moonlight can do. Dance monkey dance. Yeah, basically. And apparently she lost her temper to such a degree that she had to be escorted off Damn. stage and like snuck out of the venue because the shit she said on stage would have got her fucking you know, That documentary I watched on Prime, they were like, did she have any like favorite quotes? Did she cuss a lot? And they're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah motherfucking cocksucker was her favorite yeah. shit and Those, they fucking show it in the yeah. movie like that movie starts out and you're like oh it's nice okay. and all of a sudden you see her motherfucking okay. cocksucker like fucking she was potty yeah, mouth when you're fucking, fucking working at a brothel at 12 oh, yeah. i yeah. doubt your mind and your p's and q's you know she was like suck my black ass i was yeah. like jesus christ yeah. <laughs> suck my black ass <laughs> like, that's fucking yeah. funny <laughs> So then at one point they were at a place called the Lincoln Hotel and she went to get on the elevator and then the hotel came and re- and complained because the the people at the hotel didn't want a black writing in their elevator. Get the fuck out and of she here was finally shit. like, fuck this, I'm done. And she quit the band and she left. Um, and then she just started to go back to New York and do singles and record her own songs. Uh, <clears throat> she did Taint Nobody's Business If I Do, God Bless the Child. My Man, which are some of her biggest hits. That Nobody's um, Business shit was fucking cool because it was like all these people trying to get in her fucking business. Yeah. And she said, I got asked, well, at least how I saw it in the movie, but she's on stage and she's like, and I usually tell them this. And then the fucking orchestra comes in and then she starts singing that fucking song about if her man hits her, right. if her fucking papa beat her, like all this shit, ain't nobody's, ain't nobody's fucking business. nobody's business if it I was, do. Yeah, it was, the, the audience is like, oh, because like, I mean, she wrote that shit. Like that was, no one had heard it before. Right. You know? And that was right. her response yeah. to the fucking public being all up in her fucking business right right um so in this same time <clears throat> she records the song strange fruit um which becomes very important for her career for multiple good and bad reasons so she records strange fruit and again the if you haven't heard it the song is really pretty like the whole notion is the like southern trees bear a strange fruit is how the song opens and the fruit that grows on southern trees is dead bloated black bodies hanging from nooses like that's the whole point yeah, of man. the song and i Just, think it was there's no whole mac on it like no, fucking no, dude, fucking, it's yeah. so rough, and, it's, dude. and I think in real life, it's based off of a picture that she saw or something well, no, it's about based, a lynching. So a guy named Abel Mirapool, who is a teacher and a social activist in New York, um, saw a photograph of a lynching, and he wrote a poem, which is the lyrics to Strange Fruit. They started to, um, he set the, the song to music himself, and they and he didn't even use his own name because he was afraid of the fucking backlash he was gonna get. He wrote it as a guy named Lewis Allen, um, and he performed it, which is very strange, at a teachers' union meeting in New York. Hmm. And um, it started to get around, and the club owner where she was singing heard it and was like, "Oh, Billy, you got to hear this fucking song." So he gets a copy of the lyrics and and gets it to Billy Holiday, and she loves it. But she's like, I don't know if I want to. This is in 1939. And she's like really hesitant to re- to sing it because she's like, I'm going to get fucking lynched. 
Right. Like this is some dangerous shit to be singing in 1939, even in New yeah. York. Like that's his fucking like, but she fucking went for it. And, um, she said that the main reason that she hesitated and the main reason that she went for it is that her father died because they wouldn't admit him to a hospital because he was black for a lung condition yeah for yeah. a lung condition so he died of a lung condition because he couldn't get medical treatment because he was black so it's not like she he was lynched and she saw it but that would like that racism is what basically got right. her father killed so when she thought about this song she was like I guess I'm going to sing it maybe I can have an impact and she went for it and she sang it and um the the accounts of the first again time machine like apparently she went on at the cafe society which is where she had been singing and she had the waiters like her instructions were the first time she sang it she told the waiters to go around and hush the cra- the bartender was told stop serving drinks don't make any noise the bar the waiters walked around and hushed all the tables so it was totally silent in the restaurant they killed the lights to the entire place and just shined a spotlight right on her face. And she starts to sing. And then the orchestra finally kicked up. Um, and then when she hits the final note that like in the band crescendos, they killed the lights. She and then she, David like, she pulls her David Copperfield, bounced. Yeah. bounces off stage. And then when the lights come back up to applause, she's fucking gone. Well, because it's no fucking strange event for there to be a fucking row of cops in the for back sure. row of her fucking show. Yeah, and, it's, and that's the thing. Like part of it is like that's mystery and it adds to the to the delivery the of this song. Of yeah. And part yeah, of it is yeah. I'm getting the fuck out of here because if this crowd turns on me, I'm already it's gone. It's good or bad. Yeah. You don't know. <laughs> What's gonna happen? Exactly. It's like it's you know stand up comic for your first time, right? You know what right, I mean. Right, you, right, you don't know yeah. how these jokes yeah. are gonna go. Yeah. Over, you she know? pulled a print. She was just in a box that said "fragile" back yeah, there. Exactly. Yeah. Ouch. She's like, keep really still. Is That's actually okay? funny. I was thinking she pulled a print just because of the end of Purple Rain. Because when they're Does all he do that? when he gets done doing Purple Rain, he like runs off stage because it's like a super personal song and he doesn't think it's gonna work. And then right. he finally realizes they 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 like him. And he goes back out and does an amazing encore. I'm doing a Purple Rain shirt for you, Dave. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm going to have to have Jimmy D print that one, though, because I don't think uh, my source gets shirts big enough right, for Dave's right, right. Yeah. We'll, we'll make it happen. Um, Let's order them, too. <laughs> sew them together. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's pretty much the same. Um, he'll, have, so, he'll have breast drapes. Yeah. Purple Rain logos. Yeah, yeah I like it. <laughs> two motorcycles, <laughs> two princes. <laughs> Twice as good. Exactly. <laughs> um so her label says we're not you're not doing that yeah song. Like, we're are not you dying fucking crazy yeah. um, we're not co-signing that motherfucker but um she ends up doing it with a different label um who says oh fuck yeah we'll do that and it ends up uh selling over a million copies which in 1939 had to be quite a fucking hit. That's impressive. Yeah, that's very it's impressive. It's named Song of the fucking Universe or yeah, Song of the song, Century yeah, or some Song shit. of the Century. Eventually. Like, yeah. And she tells the fucking like FBI agent that won't fucking leave her alone. He's like, your grandkids are going to sing that fucking song. Like basically on her fucking deathbed at one point, she tells that motherfucker, like, yeah, that song's not going away. You don't, right. I'm never going to quit singing that fucking song. Right. Yeah. And your grandkids you. will sing yeah. it. And then it gets entered into the fucking like every hall of fame possible from yeah. every genre. Right. And, and the song of the century. Right. So she, um, starts, uh, smoking opium like you do. Um, because of her husband. I mean, it's the only logical thing. Exactly. That's the next step. Yeah. Um, it's not convenient to put in your butt. No. Smoking, smoking is the best, the best way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. 
So um, at taint, this point, none of your guys' business <laughs> how she smokes it. Okay. Ah. <laughs> that was fantastic. Uh, I can't tell you how happy that joke made me right now. Um, so jealous right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was the setup, fucking amazing slam dunk. I'm really happy for you, Brad. <laughs> you had the setup. Yeah. You at least, I hope you, you love him. You, take good care yeah. of Dave. You at least get a footnote <laughs> yeah. for the setup. That was a great setup, yeah. you know. Set up by Brent Van Tassel. Yeah. yeah. Slam dunk. Yeah. Yeah. And the credits. Yeah. He gave me the feed. Mm-hmm. So. And the credits. He's still upset about it. <laughs> Um, so enter Harry Anslinger and let's just cut to the chase and just start calling him Harry Asslinger yeah. right from the get go. Cause it's going to, it's going to get there. That's one Harry Asslinger. Yeah. Um, so Harry Anslinger becomes an important, and I'm assuming he's a big part of that movie. Yeah. He's yeah. the fucking asshole right. that's constantly after her, which it, by all accounts is 100% fucking accurate. So this guy, Harry Anslinger. He becomes the head of the Bureau of... Uh, and it remains so until he's the age 70 and fucking Kennedy like signs in some fucking certificate of achievement, fucking accomplishment, Jesus lifetime achievement Christ. award. And they show... Like I saw the video on the movie. They show him signing the like lifetime achievement for battling uh, drug enforcement or something. And he shakes his fucking hand. I was like, you should kill that motherfucker. Yeah. So it's the Federal the Bureau. Fuck. Federal Bureau of Narcotics. Well, he's so not the after, only one. I mean, they're all fucking. They all were. But yeah, he's yeah. like, just, well, at least the way this guy, vindictive, though. just fucking so, to the point, like, spoiler are. alert, or we'll jump there. But they like a restaurant on her fucking deathbed. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's cuff her to the hospital yeah. bed yeah. when she's fucking dying. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha, yeah. bitch. Gotcha. So he takes over the Federal Bureau of Narcotics, which is an alter. Like, they took the agents left over from the Federal bureau of alcohol yeah or whatever it was called that enforced FDA, prohibition yeah. and they turned it into narcotics and they made him the head of it so the he NBA. he said that he's the head he, of the nba that's right yeah. yeah he saw um a group of people who spent 14 years fighting alcohol and lost and he was like apparently he was like fucking hardcore he want his literal goal was to get rid of all narcotics all illegal narcotics in america um, and he whipped his guys into a frenzy and did all this stuff. And um, meanwhile, he w- he was a bureaucratic genius. Even like historians who talk all this shit about him are like he could like no one could have pulled off half the shit he pulled off because of the the red tape and the bureaucracy yeah, and everything. He was planting he had to do. fucking drugs on people. Yeah, he was doing that yeah. too. But um, so well, how do you bust people? I mean, exactly. Get, it's easier to bust them when you plant yeah, the drugs. Right. Yeah. So he had get the exactly who you want every time. Aside from being hardcore passionate about uh, ending drugs and being a bureaucratic genius, he was also a hardcore fucking racist. Um, and it was in his memos. It was in his fucking letters that he wrote to people. Um, he he said that jazz. He hated jazz because it was improvised, relaxed, and free form. Um, he said that it was mongrel music made up of European, Caribbean and African echoes. Um, and he, uh, said that it was musical anarchy and evidence of the recurrence of the primitive impulses that lurk in black people oh, fuck. waiting to emerge. Yes. Waiting well, to emerge. Not wrong. In a memo, he said it sounded like the jungles in the dead of night 
and he said that um if you took out mongrels it might be a good music review actually if you just took out mongrels it's like almost okay he was saying nice thing it's like chaotic fucking jazz a merger of european and true. african that's fucking, true. Speech. yeah, yeah true. unbelievably ancient incident rifles of the east indian are resurrected like it almost sounds like a nice review if you took out mongrels right and he said the lives of jazz he men. He meant Mongols. It just got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It got messed up. He that. said in a memo that the lives of jazz men reek of filth. Until that part. That wasn't yeah, a good part. Yeah, leave that one out too. <laughs> so. Um, one they, star. They thought that weed slowed. Really, you just took it wrong. Like he was talking about, you know, it came from, you know, being yeah, yeah, poor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, right. that, that want and strive, you know, that's what he meant. He said that uh, marijuana, and this is like straight up reefer madness era. Yeah. So he thinks that weed slows down your perception of time. And this is why jazz music sounded so freakish because they were all, everyone who listens to jazz music is high on oh, yeah. marijuana. Yeah. And that's the only way you could understand or enjoy the music. Yeah. It definitely fucks with time perception. Cause I it once does. grabbed, I once grabbed and ate like eight Oreos in the minute and 20 seconds took to cook a hot pocket. And I went back and there was still like a minute left. I was like, what the fuck is going on? I ate like eight fucking Oreos. Was I in super speed shoving those in my mouth? Yeah. I mean, Apparently like, you were. Yeah. The microwave is, is the fucking measure of a fucking stoner, bro. Like it, it fucks with your time perception because you are cooking some shit in the microwave, but you can't wait for it, dude. You start grabbing snacks and making the other thing <laughs> that like, like when you get Oreos when you're stoned, you're like, I need four for the walk to the couch. Like I'm in the back pantry right now, but I got to get to the couch and I know I'm going to eat a couple when I'm there. So you start doing math about how many Oreos you need. And then you remember you got a hot pocket in the microwave. So travel you Oreos, get to the microwave but, right. and you're like, how the fuck? Is there a minute left? It had to be more than 20 seconds. I poured milk and shit. I washed a glass. Like, you cannot figure it out, dude. Fucking stoner Turns time perception is so crazy, yeah. dude. Oh, man, it's weird. So at one point, he writes a memo to all agents in the field, and he says, quote, please prepare all cases in your jurisdiction involving musicians in violation of the marijuana laws. We'll have a great national roundup arrest of all such persons on a single day. I'll let you know what day and his advice for any such roundup or drug raid was shoot first, <laughs> you know, cause someone's getting high fuck off. Like I wonder if their motivations and ambition would be as strong if they could have some insight into the future of drugs. Right. To be like, look how fucking look just legal. Now you motherfucker, yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone smokes weed. Like no, he would just think the whole okay. world has yeah. been ruined. Doesn't by mean jazz it's musicians. Okay. And I like how all of his memos just use the term jazz musician as a placeholder for dirty nigger <laughs> it's Can the problem, like canadian you know the yeah. problem is these jazz musicians it's like yeah okay i know what gotcha. you're saying here <laughs> wink, well, wink. like the, the problem is like even now perception with drugs is most there are people who use marijuana responsibly yes. you know what i mean they, they function fine on and it they go to work the jazz musicians. and then there's fucking the jazz musicians <laughs> no then there's then there's these fucks who don't you know right. what i mean and those are the ones you see yeah you don't see the mom who smokes yeah, quietly yeah. who just fucking gets through a day and has a little smoke and fucking it's yeah, not but a problem even the irresponsible ones, what's the real effect to you like it's they're just fucking lazy and playing video games yeah and they're annoying and fucking everything else they're in your way they're fucking i mean there's probably a lot not of things in your way you probably have ever seen have you ever fucked to somebody that's driving who's fucking high you shouldn't drive when you're high. That's for it's sure. Exactly. But that's within it happens. Right. No, exactly. Right. Yeah. Alcohol is the same way. Yeah. Like I said, there's people who drink responsibly. There's people who don't. You know what I mean? Those are the motherfuckers that kill somebody. 
You know, like it's right. just it, it's that's the perception that people have though. Is it's not the the guy who smokes in his house and has fucking too many Oreos. Right. It's the fucking, you know, the motherfucker that's bothering you, you know, and it's smoking a joint where you're trying to walk down the street with your kid and blowing smoke in your face, you know? Like, yeah, that shit is a little annoying where it's yeah. like, please be respectful where you're not smoking my fucking kid out right, right. now. Yeah, and right. I'm not, and I'm not saying whatever, you know, like, Maddox still I'm, can't I'm figure just out saying. skunks and weed yet. Still, every <laughs> right. time there's a skunk, right. he thinks it's weed. I'm like, no, that's a skunk, no, no. buddy. Yeah, and, and it's, that's the perception. That's what I'm getting at is like, the perception is, is that it's, always this one thing when really it's not necessarily you know right. yeah there's right. a spectrum for sure yeah that's with anything though so congress talks to him and says that they're worried about his methods about coming after musicians and of course he says it would not quote affect the good musicians no. but the jazz type just dirty <laughs> jazz musicians <laughs> exactly wow so yeah. he starts to arrest all these fucking jazz musicians that he catches for marijuana it's a tough time to play jazz and he's trying to basically what he realizes is he can't build cases because he arrests some drummer from a band plants and he's the weed like on him plants it or catches him with yeah. it and then says where'd you get the weed like in a case where they really got it he's like don't worry about it like no one would fucking rap yeah, yeah. so all of a sudden fucking like snitch you know snitches get stitches yeah. was like happening in 1939 and just like time after time he was like no one will break i can't get to a source i can't get to a dealer and, like and Jesus. that was their and whole everybody life. like all the jazz like some broke-ass jazz fucking drummer and then all the people from multiple bands would pitch in money to post bail get him out and get yeah. him out and then it was usually like in some backward county and then they just fucking drive to the next county and fuck off yeah. little like, nomads he just couldn't get a yeah. case to stick and that was like the proposed uh, premise for what they were after her for. We want to find your source. And it's like, no, you don't. You just don't want a fucking black chick to be popular as right. fucking people to idolize her. And that's basically like what a couple of historians pointed out. They said basically at this point, he was already losing the war on drugs because he couldn't defeat He's jazz pissed because black people are getting over right. on him. So like, he realizes yeah. if I can take down Billie Holiday... I can score a decisive victory. Right. Like I don't need to stop jazz. Take, I need to take stop. out the queen. Yeah, exactly. If I can take out the queen, I can make a big fucking yeah. difference. So then he aims his guns at uh, Billie Holiday. And then again, just to, to prove like this was pure racism on this guy's part. So Judy Garland, from Wizard of Oz. That was my other recommendation for example. Actually, for this week. Yeah, was Judy Garland. Oh, was it yeah, really? Judy Garland and uh, Billie Holiday. So she was a heroin addict. And um, he found out about it, uh, found out about her heroin, and he called her in to see him directly. They had a friendly chat. He says, take longer vacations between your movies. And then he writes to the studio and says she doesn't have a drug problem at all. So take longer vacations. I'll tell the studio you're cool, even though you're a fucking heroin addict. Um, if you take longer vacations, no one will know you're a heroin addict and we're all cool, right? Apparently she was a mess and on speed and all kinds of yeah. fucking shit. So she and he fucking meets yeah. with her and is, gives her a fucking pass. Yep. He met with a, a Washington society hostess um, who had illegal drug addictions and he said that he couldn't arrest her because, quote, it would destroy the unblemished reputation of one of the nation's most honored families. And then he went through the effort of slowly getting her clean instead of just fucking busting her and arresting her. Yeah. So, like, in all these, like, high-power, famous or wealthy white women, 
he fucking bent over backwards, lied to the studios and said they weren't on drugs or helped them get clean. But then when it came to Billie Holiday, he was like, we're fucking bringing Taking her down. ass down. Yeah. Just a racist fuck. So he puts a tail on her. And this story, I couldn't, I, some of it I couldn't quite piece together. So he sends agents after her and he hires, there's one guy named Jimmy Fletcher who is, he basically realizes I can't send a white agent after her. So he hires a black agent, even though he didn't want to named Jimmy Fletcher. Again, that he's a huge part of that movie. Is for he? Sure. It's a love interest for sure. He like infiltrates and then, you know, ends up actually being the one to bust her and then fucking she's mad. Then he comes back and apologizes and ends up falling for, her, and he actually fucking shoots up heroin with her. And then they become like a, a couple. So like, oh, okay. yeah, it's a great movie. So like, the, should, yeah, the, only, the only thing that I saw was that at, according to one of the articles I read, he shows up at her door because they have orders to arrest her. So he comes up to the door and knocks on the door. This is after they've already been befriended and all this stuff. And he basically says, I'm here to arrest you. Right. Like, you know, and, uh, she says, uh, she said, uh, why don't you make, he says, why don't you make a short case of this? And if you've got anything, why don't you turn it over to us? Then we won't be searching around, pulling out your clothes and everything. So why don't you do that? But by the, so he's trying to say, just fucking show us your stash. Yeah. It'll be quiet. We'll arrest you. No one's going to fuck with you. Let's just go do this. But his partner who was white, who was like, who probably had direct orders from fucking Ashley. Shoot first. Yeah. Um, shows up while this arrest is going on um and uh sends for like radios in for a female police officer to come and frisk her um and she she said you don't have to do that I'll strip and then she said all I, and I think this was in Lady Sings the Blues I think she said all I want to say is will you search me and let me go all that policewoman's going to do is look up my pussy right and she um, says something to that effect yeah. So she strips right in front of the two male officers and then pisses on the floor. I didn't they didn't do that. They okay. did that. But on the on the uh, on the on the on the prime movie, um, there was talk about like this guy was like, I love going to see Billy because she, she called me in there and she been wearing nothing but socks or some shit. Right. You know, and she was she was uh, for the time, I guess, for that apparently good looking. The, the actress was good looking. Mm-hmm. I don't know, the real Billy Holiday, I don't know. Yeah, I've never found her especially good looking. Um, But I don't think she actually went to jail that time. I think they tried to bust her for stuff, but they couldn't find anything. So they just had to fucking go away. Um, Then she gets a warning from the FBN um, saying you're to never sing Strange Fruit again, which fuck off. Like, isn't your job narcotics? That was the like, big thing, what man. the fuck? Like, yeah. I'm just like, you because don't... that represented, you know, it, it reminded them that they're fucking killing black people. You yeah. know what I mean? It right. was like a representation of right. that lynching. And she was out there speaking it and people are idolizing her. And that was the real core of it. And that showed it that that was the real purpose, right. not the drugs. Right. You know, the um, ideology of it. And uh, so. And she's like, fuck you, I'm going to keep singing the song. But at this point, this guy is just gunning for her constantly has agents after her constantly trying to bust her constantly uh trying to bring her down um she her mom sadie uh opens a restaurant called mom holidays uh which of course is trying to you know cash in on oh yeah yeah why fucking wouldn't you um and i didn't get this it said she used the money from her daughter while playing dice with members of the count basie band and Um. i don't know 
I know that she went to jail for a year for that gambling, the little thing that went, just went down with the whole drugs and pissing thing. Oh, I thought that was that was when she went to yeah, jail. Yeah, she went to jail. And oh, then, okay. then they tried to plant shit on her later when she was fucking clean and on the fucking straight and doing good. Um, and she really wasn't doing drugs. And then they fucking showed up and tried to plant it. Oh, I didn't But see when they went that. to fucking uh, trial on that second round of that, Fletcher, the guy that who's the love interest, he like oh, he's the witness, and he's like, well. It, it is strange that it was in the wastebasket where like users really keep it close by. It should have been on her vanity and this and that. And like, you know, there's no track. Like, and he like kind of went against and he gets in trouble from fucking Whitey right. for fucking not lying on, on, hey, on the stand racist. and shit. Yeah. I guess, I'm white. I can say it, right? Yeah. Is it not okay? No, you can still be racist against your own brothers. That's true. Your own white brothers and sisters. You scared him. I don't know what to do. Um, <laughs> So, but yeah, so this restaurant opens on Billie Holiday's money and building on Billie Holiday's fame. And at one point, it might have been when she was just out of jail or something, but at one point she didn't have any money and she went to her mom to borrow some money, uh, like not even like a hey, huge girl, you amount. You better get your life right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, so apparently they argued because her mom wouldn't give her a penny. And they argued and then Billie Holiday shouted angrily, God bless the child that's got his own. And storms out with the musician she was with. And, and writes that's a song about the song, it. Yeah. God Bless the Child. And it's about this argument she had with her mom when her mom wouldn't fucking give her any money. But she comes out of fucking uh, prison and fucking sells out Carnegie Hall, too. Like, she comes from prison and fucking sells out Carnegie yeah. Hall. Cause she, so she, she um, drinks more heavily. She does all that stuff. She gets out. So 1947 is her peak. Um, she makes $250,000 a year for three years in a row. Um, she was like in the top five on like every poll of music, um, in various spectrums. So I didn't realize how popular she was. Like, I know she was like the queen of jazz, but I didn't know she was like top five fucking like big multi-million selling. Like she was huge, you know? Um, but yeah, so she gets busted. Um, and then she told the judge um, I don't want any sympathy. I just want to go. She just wanted to go to the hospital so she could kick the drugs. And she said to the judge, I want the cure. So like, even when she's getting arrested for the drugs, she's like telling the judge, like, I'm a fucking addict. I don't want. And they trick her like her drugs. defense. Her defense says, oh, don't worry. You're just going to go to hospital. You're not going to do any time. But they're fucking white and in on that fucking right. shit. And so like, she's like, she says that. And they're like, okay, sentencing will begin then um, because she doesn't want to fuck with the whole trial. So they just get it over. Take me to the hospital. Let's just get this done. I don't want to talk. Right. Like guilty. And so she says, it, and he's like, all right, one year in prison. She's like, what the fuck? And loses right. her fucking shit, gets drug out of the court because they told her she was going to go to the hospital. Right. They sent her to fucking straight up jail. And I know one of them, one article that I read, and I didn't see this anywhere else, because she got a year and a day. Yeah. And apparently you lose your cabaret license in New York if you do, if time you over, do a year. over a year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the judge was just being a fucking dick. Yeah. So she had to travel like a year outside. and a day. So you can't fucking, I could have just done a year, Yeah. but I did a year and a day to fuck you with cabaret licenses. But so she, she even said around to perform. Yeah. She said in her memoirs, imagine if the government chased sick people with diabetes, put a tax on insulin and drove it into the black market told doctors they couldn't treat them, then sent them to jail. If we did that, everyone would know we were crazy, yet we do practically the same thing every day of the week to sick people hooked on drugs. So she knew she was addicted and she yeah. wanted to kick it, but she had no yeah. venues to to do so. Yeah, and the, I think argu the argument to that is to those that like <clears throat> a drug user is different from somebody with diabetes and the fact that the person with diabetes didn't 
Well, well, sometimes they're mm. fat as fuck or something. Yeah, like that. I guess. Yeah, I see yeah. where you're going. Yeah, um, I but mean, to her I, defense, I guess, like, as a child, about that, it's like, yeah. never had a chance. No, I mean, yeah. you do have a chance though. There's mm. plenty of people who she was, she was in brothels at fucking super young age, getting raped, getting molested. I didn't have no. There, no there are parents. other people out there who who there changed are, their life. but that's the exception. But different and times she does too. Change her life. She's different barely times, fucking holiday. Yeah, different times too. Like you know what I mean. Like you could against all odds, look at the accomplishments she made from where she came from. Yeah, for sure. Being on heroin, still top of the fucking charts. With the fucking FBI and this motherfuckers is, and keep chasing in mind, ass this around. This is the 1940s. There's no real fucking get clean program. Like right now, if you were a big fucking you know oh, musician sure, at yeah. the top of your game and you were on drugs, you'd go fucking check yourself into some fucking two amazing months. retreat yeah, for two months, go, and you're yeah. fucking good. Given to go. the obstacles and adversity that she faced, she could have done no better. Like yeah. she yeah. accomplished. You know yeah. what I mean? Like she accomplished. She, she did. Yeah. yeah she climbed sure. fucking mountains, and, yeah. and and every day was some type of fucking negative obstacle or some shit out to get her, and she yeah. still fucking overcame. Like I mean, it's a real tesla story here at the end but yeah it's fucking sad so yeah she ends up yeah she gets out of jail she can't do small crowds uh but she sells out uh 2700 tickets sold out in advance at carnegie hall and they said that it was a record for the time of the venue and it speaks to her popularity even more because she hadn't had a new album in three years yeah not a single not an album nothing no one in the fucking well people uh, were public had heard people yeah people were starved for it yeah so um but yeah she sold out at record time um for that uh and um she said that someone sent her a box of gardenias. She would always wear a gardenia in her hair. You see it in most pictures of her when she's singing. Um, and she said, I took them out of the box and fastened them smack to the side of my head without looking twice. Um, there was a hat pin in the gardenias, and she unknowingly stuck it into the side of her head. And she said, I didn't feel anything until the blood started rushing down in my eyes and ears. And after the third curtain call, she passed out. Oh, shit. So she just fucking was so, she was probably fucking high. Yeah. <laughs> and did, nervous. And, and nervous else, yeah. and on, fu- well, like I'm car- going out on Carnegie like she Hall. She just came out clean and went to Carnegie Hall and like they show the scene in the dressing room. They're like, you're fucking high, aren't you? She's like, fuck yes, I'm high. I want to give him a good show. <laughs> like she did it right away. She fucking got straight back on fucking yeah. heroin. Yep. Yeah. Um, and that's one of those things. That's a choice, you know. What and I mean? and like, it's like that's how she performs. Like that was yeah, part of the right. fucking thing. That's the mindset. That's the feeling. Well, that's had, the fucking I've, mode. I I mean I get that. Like I have like a, a favorite artist of mine. Uh, he, I think he did heroin and stuff. And like oh, his I think music talked was, about him. Yeah, was super good. And then he got clean garbage. Yeah, like fucking right. hot garbage. Right. Like I still respect him as an artist. You know what I mean? All that stuff. But like the the music was is just completely different. Right. So her voice starts to fucking fall apart due to hard living and age. Um, she still does tours and records through the 50s uh, on some smaller jazz labels. She did a big, huge tour in Europe. Um, her she book, drank hard, dude. Yeah. She drank. She fucking yep. smoked. Yep. She fucking smoked a ton. Heroin. Yeah. Like They talked about she just fucking did everything, man. Lady Sings the Blues comes out in 1956 along with William Duffy. They wrote it together. Um and I kept like multiple articles that I read were like, and this is when she started dating Louis McKay and who also fucked her over. And it's like everything, like every article I read, every time it mentions a boyfriend or a husband, they always say who also like, yeah. and, but it's like no one ever goes into the details. So, I mean, they had to just be taking her money, even the agent writing on her fame, her, the agent that busted her fucked her because he got her busted in the first place, but he was yeah. regretful right. and actually ended up loving her. Um, you know, and in the end, um, he regretted all that. But most of the other dudes in her life, bitch slapped the fuck out of her, stole her fucking money. It was always her manager. She made terrible fucking choices well, she had, with yeah. men. She had yep. daddy issues. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So 
1959, um, she she gives her final performance May 25th, 1959, um, and she gets admitted to the hospital for heart and liver problems. And the Federal Bureau of, of Narcotics um, shows up, uh, arrests her for drug possession because there's drugs in her purse or whatever in they, the they hospital. They plant it in the hospital. Oh, yeah. they plant it. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Um, they uh, raid her hospital room, place her under police guard while she's in the hospital. She's handcuffed to she's the like fucking hospital She's coughing up bed. blood and, yeah. and her liver is done. She right. has cirrhosis. She's on her deathbed. There's no coming back from it. And they friends, fucking handcuff her. Friends send in a doctor to give her methadone because she's not only going through cirrhosis of the liver and fucking dying. She's, she's also detoxing, which she's not going to survive. So the doctor comes in and starts giving her methadone uh, for 10 days to start to help her recover. And she starts to put on weight. She starts to feel better, et cetera. Um, but then the hospital barred the doctor from coming back in because he was probably a black doctor. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the methadone stopped. Um, you and can't her quit condition. That shit. You no, you quit can't. Like that. It they will fucking kill you. Yeah. And it did fucking kill yeah. her. So, yeah. One of the things I read said that she died from alcohol and drug related complications. No. She died because the racist ass hospital fucking I mean, wouldn't she let was her a house detox of properly. Carbs. She her was. fucking liver was toast and she, she was. was at the end. She's like, gonna die, yeah. it didn't take much, you know, but uh, taking fucking methadone or heroin away. And she, when a, a friend was allowed to go in and see her, and Billy freaked out and said, They're going to kill me. They're going to kill me in there. Don't, don't let them. Right. Like she was begging, like, You have to get me out of this hospital. I'm going to die. Like, well, part, part, part of that yeah. is, too, is she's, she's detoxing. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and they weren't giving say, her anything to detox. Yeah. Uh, you know, and her health her. was so bad yeah. she couldn't survive detoxing, and she knew yeah. it. She was like, "If I I'd live longer back on the street taking heroin, yeah, like I'm gonna die Just right now." Go. You yeah. know, yeah. Um, so she dies. Three thousand people show up. There's a fucking who's who of jazz musicians who show up for her funeral. Quite obviously, um, most people in jazz consider her to be the best jazz vocalist of all time. 1972, they did ladies. Thing. 1972. Fuck, that was early. Uh, they did Lady Sing the Blues with Diana Ross. Um, she got inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2000, and Diana Ross is the one that inducted her. And at that point, we need to just call it the Music Hall of Fame. Right. Because if you're inducting Billie Holiday into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame... Yeah, that's not rock I've and roll. I've got problems. That's not fucking rock and roll. That's about as not rock and roll as it can but fucking I'm, be. Yeah, But, but I then, get the sentiment. Yeah, and she, she was before rock and roll. You know what I mean? Like true. She was earlier that's than true. rock and roll. It hadn't I mean, happened yet. jazz is a lot of influence on rock and roll. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I think it's know. crazy when they do that to people in the hospital. Like, I remember my mom telling me a story. I can't remember what the relation was or whatnot, but there was like an old man that was like 97, and this motherfucker had steak, a cigar, and a glass of whiskey every day of his fucking life. And he had good genetics, and he made it to be fucking 97. He like broke his fucking hip, got in the hospital, and I go, you can't have cigars and whiskey in here, and like gave him fucking mashed potatoes and oatmeal. He was like, fuck off, I'm out. He just died. Right. Like, it was just his <laughs> hip. He was fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just need to give him the cigars and fucking whiskey and shit. He would have been fine. Right. Like, my grandpa did some shit where he was in the hospital, and they fucking tried to feed him that shit, and he like, my grandpa was like super influential, like fucking head of the fucking city council and a bunch of shit. And the hospital was trying to make him eat like fucking vegetarian food or some shit because it was Adventist. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, right. He fucking like called like the board of fuck whatever of the hospital. And then all of a sudden, like the doctor came back and like, we're sorry, Mr. Frazier. Uh, someone's going to bring you food right now. And they like went and got him like fucking, I don't know, Leo's Casey burgers or some or bullshit. Some shit, yeah. And they brought him like a fucking steak and That's fucking funny. baked potato and shit, um, even though it was against their policy. Right, right. 
So that's Billie Holiday. Um, create like even if you don't really know who she is because she she's a bit of an older singer. It's a great um, movie. They did a good job. A, yeah, I, I really want to see the movie. I saw like I, I saw the girl who who played her on Fallon like sing the beat. dude. That girl like, deserves an She Oscar. sang she sang a uh, strange fruit, and I was. Or no, she sang something else. She sang a medley with like one of her songs and then part of it from the movie. But um, she uh, careful yeah, with she, the kids. There's some shit in that movie for sure. From oh, yeah. Drugs mm-hmm. to sex to violence right. to fucking motherfucking cocksucker. cocksucker. Yeah, There's some straight up porno dealing, scenes yeah, in that fuck, fucking movie. There to should be, be. There should be if it's her fucking. Yeah, they don't life, hold so. back at all on that yeah, shit. Super but. interesting life. Crazy story with the fucking an entire fucking federal bureau trying to bring her down. Um, but yeah, uh, crazy story. So Billy holiday, go listen to strange fruit and other stuff. She's got good music. I get you in the feels. What are you throwing away, bro? Yeah. Nothing. Oh. I was moving, copying something over. Um, all right. So uh social media winner is going to be for episode five sixty three, Ellis Island, the golden doorway or the Island of tears. Um, Troy, Ooh, Lutomsky, L U T O M S K I. He's going to win a sticker pack from Printer G. French? Lutomsky. Lutomsky. Yeah. Lutomsky. Troy Lutomsky. He rides a bicicleta. Um, so he's going to get a sticker pack from uh, Facebook for interacting. Frankie Pigeon is going to reach out to you, get your uh, information. <laughs> and I'm going to put as many stickers in an envelope and from stickers. every fucking crazy thing I have. And I'm going to send it to you because we appreciate you sharing on social media. That's yep. huge. So thank you, Troy. We have an audio clip from him. I'm going to put these stickers on my Vespa. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> Twisty mustache. Yep. Um, all right. And also, we are part of the Podbelly Podcast Network. Um, if you go to podbelly.com, um, if you're trying to start a podcast, there's all kinds of educational content there. Um, if you're just looking to find a new podcast, um, there's like over 100 podcasts on that directory. Um, and amongst the network, um, there is Hillbilly Horror Stories, um, super popular podcast, probably not by accident. So if a lot of people like them, you probably will too. Go check them out. And then also Art and Jacob podcast. Um, we share a ton of fans and listeners with them. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of crossover there. If you like us, you're probably going to like them. Uh, go check out Art and Jacob podcast at podbelly.com. Um, also check out El Yucateco Hot Sauce. You can get it at Walmart. You can get it at Target. You can get it on Amazon. Um, you can get it all over the place. They probably have it at a grocery store near you. Whether you use buggies or carts or trolleys, wherever the fuck you're at, you can put El Yucateco Hot Sauce in there. What are they? Hyperloops? Yeah. Oh, wow. Futuristic. The internet. Version. Yeah, the internets. Mm-hmm. You can get it. Um, if you can't get it, um, if you're in the, the group on Facebook, hit somebody up. Say that you're trying to find Teco and you can't find it. Do a swap. Yep, and do a swap. You know, find something you got. People in prison want. can get it, so you can get it. You That's can true. get it. You got to try harder, but definitely ask. You know, someone might help you out and be like, "Oh, you know, I live right there. Actually, this fucking Aldi's has it, or fucking Vons or Albertsons or fucking Kroger's Aldi's or whatever the fuck a you terrible got." Terrible store. I've never been in there. I'm just throwing it's out terrible grocery stores. Why is it so bad? They just it's, don't have what you want. No selection of anything. Yeah, I think it's, it's, like, one, it's, it's one of those so stores weird. that's opportunistic inventory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah it's like, like you have this and you don't have it the next time. My sister told me that it's the like. It was two brothers, and one of them did Trader Joe's, and the other one did Aldi's. Yeah, Trader Joe's. And that it's like a similar, like, they have, like, kind of like, like, you go to Trader Joe's, most of their selection is Trader Joe's brand. You go to Aldi's, most of their selection is Aldi's brand. And then yeah, it's like a weird, I forget how they, shit. it's because you're like, not going to go there and find your usual thing the, you want. You're not going to get your cinnamon it's brown the, sugar pop tarts, I think probably. it's the, the basics, like, it's like they have Coke, Sprite, and fucking root beer. It's right. the like in and out of grocery like stores. Yeah, it's like yeah. fucking there's like nothing there. Well, that's really how Trader Joe's is, though, too. Yeah, they Trader just have Joe's better has little marketing. mini chocolate chip cookies, though. They're they really Trader good. Joe's has an, a surprising yeah. fucking variety of selection for such a small footprint. Like, yeah. they really do have a wide variety of shit. 
But you're not going to get your brand names that you want. No, 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 no. No, but but if you shop at Trader Joe's, that is your brand. Like, you'll be like, oh, that's the peanut butter that I get from there. That's the bread that I get. That's the fucking orange chicken that I get. But I think that's the same thing. I would say that's probably the same thing with all these. Licorice bites? God damn it. Yeah, probably. I like those mini cookies, the little chocolate chip mini cookies. I've never had that. Oh, my God. They're fucking tiny, and they're fucking delicious. Eat 100 of them. They got a lot of good shit. So they don't have Elio Cateco, though. I don't believe so. I don't think so, no. They have wine. So, but go find some, put it in your mouth hole. If you see it um, in the wild, take a picture of it. If you do post anything that pertains to El Yucateco, um, definitely tag us, tag El Yucateco um, on whatever your flavor of social media is. What happened to that thing? We would appreciate it. What thing? The SK. It is black. I think it's just the lighting over there. It's just where you're at. It's it's angular. Got a bacchiotomy. Yeah. That's weird. It looks like it got fucking like scorched. No, it's like, yeah, like it got burnt. Yeah, it's just the angle. Um, so angle. check that out. Also check out Print Dirt Cheap um, if you need printed goods, stickers. Um, they do have Invincible stickers over there, uh, Ultron uh, Unobtainium stickers. They can last through Bakersfield weather. Then they will last through your weather as well. Incredible Hulk stickers. Yep. Check them out. Ultron's made of vibranium. Yeah, vibranium. There you go. Vibranium. Um, go check that out um, and use code Sofking Podcast to save some money when you're over there. A good deal, um, though, name. Also, vibranium. check out. Jimmy D's tees, that is. <laughs> You'd get a cease and desist yeah. from Marvel in a right oh, damn it. second. Spell the vibranium. <laughs> Thing's huge. No, it's changed to vibradium. Yeah, vibranium. Yeah, vibradium is the brand. Well, vibranium yeah. is good too because yeah. it's fucking dickhead, you know. What? Damn it. Hmm? Dickhead. Brainium, like brain. Uh, brain. Gotcha. Got it. Yeah. Got it. I'm tracking. <laughs> Brain's the balls when you bunch it up. Hmm. Yeah. Makes it look like That's a brain. What it looks like. Um, anyways, check out uh, Printer Cheap. Also, check out Jimmy D's Tees. Um, if you need t shirts made, he can do it. Um, if you just want to buy some shit, he's got some cool shit over there. Um, he also makes some stuff for us, and you can find that at sofakingpodcast.com forward slash shop. Um, bunch of new merch in there, a bunch of new shirts. A ton of you guys have ordered it. Thank you for the support. Um, all those orders are coming out. Uh, to the person that fucking told me about that sticker, remind me again, motherfucker. I forgot, and I don't know where you're at, and I did not mail it because I got busy as shit. But I did mail out 60. Um, bandanas to the nice. uh, to the patrons nice. that are receiving those. So uh, post it when you get it. Those should be showing up like today, tomorrow, in the next couple of days. A whole bunch of those went out. Thank you for your support. Um, if you do support us on Patreon, also check out SKR Apparel. That's S U I K E R Apparel dot com. Um, some super cool stuff over there by Nicole Schmidt Bosch. Um, also check out uh, the Retro Vague. Uh, so go to retrovague dot com. And order 80 stuff. David Bowie shirt. There's Queen shirt. There's fucking Goonies stuff. There is fucking Say Anything. Fucking Breakfast Club. There's all kinds of cool shit over there. If you like 80s, um, go check it out at retrovague.com. And I think on that, that is all I have, sir. Yeah. Uh, if you also, uh, if you need to, go to Matty D's uh, knees. That's mm. what he decided on. There you go. It's uh, knee pads for the hard blowers. Yes. Mm-hmm. All your lower uh, body needs. Yes. So, tired of getting your knees scuffed up and... Tired of getting bruises on the knees from from blowjobs, right? Uh, you know that have been you know paid for, and you have to do it. Uh, There's an obligation them. there. If they yeah. paid an obligation. Yeah. They paid. You got to follow through. And, uh, but your knees are already bruised. He's got what you need. Go to MattyD'sKnees dot com. Yeah. And who's that based on? It's, well, it's Matthew D. Adams, right? Uh, store. It's yes. inferred. It's called Member of the Month. Right. Yeah. 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 This is Matty D. Now that's what they call him. Yeah. Yeah, they. My son was asking me, "Who's they?" I was like, "Them, them, all who's them, them, them. <laughs> who's them, on first going guys? on with them." Yeah, them, those yeah. guys, them, them. You know, so 
Your kid's fucking smart, man. He fucking cracks me up. <laughs> He's a weirdo. Super coordinated, too. Brad's making his boy uh, do jujitsu in a pink gi, like a boy named Sue, making him tough. He gives Luke gives zero fucks about that pinky. He doesn't, doesn't fuck sweat at all. Smiles the whole time. He's totally smiling the whole time. He is that kid. Awesome. He constantly has a yeah. smile on his face, and he is like a ninja. He's fucking coordinated, just fucking doing all the little moves. Like it was his second day when I saw him. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Neon belly, fucking switching sides, fucking he doing little fucking shoulder rolls. Kid's a ninja. His army crawl looks like a perfect GI Joe toy, like the wind up one where it fucking does right, the army right, crawl. Yeah, he does it amazing. I don't know. Where he learned that from. Yeah, he, he yeah. just fucking did it, dude. He's coordinated. Did it. Yeah, got those Brad jeans. He's gonna I fucking guess. just be good at it. Yep. He can't help it. Yep. Yeah, that'll be <laughs> short lived. Uh, <laughs> you're on Reddit. Go to our forward slash Sophie King podcast and uh, all the other social medias: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're at Sophie King Podcast. First on Instagrams, I'm at Raised with Wolves. Save Sofa King Brent and Sofa King Dave. Also, check out Ellie Kateko underscore Hot Sauce, Jimmy D's Tees, and Podbelly. That's the one I forgot last time. Podbelly. Just fucking lost ah, it. I don't right. remember. Uh, the playlist is on Spotify. And you can search Sofa King Podcast to find all the playlists on there. And um, patreon.com backslash Sofa King Podcast. Support the show. Don't be a retard. <laughs> You're a computer operative. Excellent. Hey, yo. Excellent. Stop playing, it's my turn to smoke. Heavy dose of that murder I wrote. Don't let it burn your throat. I ain't from the same cloth, they be turning coats. I'm hood good, here to shot town of Sherman Oaks. Ain't nothing worse than true lies, but new lies. I'm too wise, they be acting like they shoot size. Stormy days make you pray to see them blue skies. I'm from the fire right next to where the jewel lies. Scrutinize if you must, it's all we trust. Who hard is us, boy? We hit you with the karma touch. Tough as an armored truck, fresh like a barber cut. In other words, simply marvelous. Check this file. I check, 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 check this file. Check this file. I check, 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 check this file. Your flow did it to retros ago. Sure is. You were supposed to beat me to death blows ago. We can go, we can go. Toe to toe. We can go. Toe to toe. Excellent. He is back when you thought I might have mellowed. Bad the mic and rap. You fuck you. Don't get our yellow. Check this file. Mine is the nine, so the brain will shoot you. When I write, it's like Stephen Strange looking in the future. This is Shorty on. You got a corgi on. I'm sipping 40s and Rick and Morty's on. Excellent. Slow serving got me on the verge of murder. So catch me at your mom's house with a Tom Segura. Pizza Aura. Sock in the Azora. CC tug of Fuller. Stands on Grand Fedora. I'm dangerous like churches and storefronts. Statement rappers getting killed, but they want more guns. Serious. Your flow did it to retros ago. You were supposed to beat me to death blows ago. We can go, we can go, toe to toe. We can go, toe to toe. On the twin powers, activate. Form of fire, everlasting flame. Street player like Chicago, Mac the game. The response is your highness when they ask his name. Obviously, he can control the molecular arrangement of his body. Yeah, but the odds are against uh-huh. him. Your team on the widescreen as I beat him clean Despite being obscene like a pipe dreaming crackhead's hygiene Rhymes eat your soul, put you in a sleeper hole Good night, Irene, like Gabriel Adonis I'm crazier than Xavier on the Sonics You move the crowd, I hit stadiums with comments And make the haters vomit as I read a cable comic This is food for thought, better put a label on it This is what happens when the shit is fresh, you know what I mean? It's like wild caught They out there farm raised, you know what I mean?
the computer to become a. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Are we recording? Yeah, yeah, let it record though. It's recording, right? Okay, okay. all right. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs>